Hello. Hello. We've already been talking for a half hour. We should have started recording sooner. I'll let you intro this one, Camelia. This is sort of your hoot nanny, this one. This is your, uh, what is it? Your conception. This is a conceptual piece. It is. This is my performance art. I, um, so I'm Camelia. I've been helping Joseph release one track a week. Um, and I run a blog called Music for All um, at musicforall.club. And um, yeah, I guess this week I just wanted to talk about um, digital distribution, but not in a boring way, in a like way that self-publishing is really empowering to artists and allows them to do everything themselves. So they have full creative control and don't have to worry about getting banned. Um, and so I thought Andrew, in addition to obviously mastering a lot of our work, he's been self-distributing his music for almost a decade. And he also knows a lot about, or I think over a decade. And then he knows a lot about like the ins and outs, obviously of like what you do after you have the mastered audio and how it, like he talked about the mastering last week, but I think from now we're gonna pick up on how you make it. So you tag it and put it somewhere so you can sell it as a product. That's what I wanted right. to talk about a little bit. And then we can talk about more fun things too. <laughs> Sounds good, let's do it. <laughs> what do you got for us? What do you think? Um. Well, where, where do we start? Are we talking about Gumroad? Yeah, so I thought we would start talking about Gumroad because we've kind of brushed on it when we talked about it in the past. Um, and when I've been looking at other musicians that have been canceled, as it were, they're doing Substack, they're doing Patreon um, and things like that. And the reason we chose Gumroad was because they're like really aggressively free expression. Um, and also, I think it gives you a lot of, um, like, it's kind of like a blank slate, which I think can be kind of overwhelming for some people. So if you're, if you're new to it, um, it might seem like maybe it's not worth the trouble. So that's why I thought it would be cool to show what we had been doing. Um, but also Shyla, Andrew, Andrew, do you want to introduce yourself again? I'm sorry. I just got on a roll. Uh, yeah, sure. I'm Andrew, and um, I helped Camellia release some of Joseph Arthur's music. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I love doing it because it's a great cause. And uh, yeah, I take some of my background in mastering and in software to kind of aid some of the conversational topics on this show. Happy to interject with whatever knowledge I can provide. But uh, yeah, just uh, glad you guys are using Gumroad. I think it's a really stellar service. I think the CEO's vision is grand and super cool. Like he gave up growth and more funding to do this the right way. And I think that's oftentimes the sacrifice that you have to make. You have to decide expediency or long-term value. And I think uh, taking people through how to do this on Gum Road, you'll see they really like to accentuate uh, the little wins the kind of small iterative improvements. They kind of like to do things exactly like you guys are doing. So I'm looking forward to checking this out with you guys. So he gave up growth. Explain that. I don't know that story. On their website, and we might be able to pull it up, Camilla, if you want to try that, um, you know, just for the people who are watching the video. Uh, Gumroad CEO, um, he's been with the company from the beginning, but... It's a venture capital-backed, you know, San Francisco kind of company. And they made some controversy when uh, basically they publicly refused 
to take more investment capital so they could grow the company faster. Opting instead to do something um, a lot more long-term and I think a lot more creator-friendly, which is basically the realization that if you take more money, you end up doing more things, which costs more, and then your creators have to be charged more money for the services they provide. Because Gumroad kind of took the approach they took, they, uh, they get to really give a lot more of the money to the creators, and the creators deserve that. That's cool. So, yeah, it's also yeah. very cute, which was why I was initially drawn to it, to yeah, be it's completely great. frank. The design is great. <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to make... <laughs> I'm going to make a confession. This is the first time I'm seeing it. No, that's okay. I mean, it's you've great. been having to learn so much new software, and I think I've that's... I've been busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like I've clearly been not being lazy. But yeah, my intention, and, and we've said it in the past, but I'm actually going to learn how to sort of get my hands into this Gumroad system and start delivering straight to it as well. Um, hey, wow, is right. that how much money we've made so far? Three million? <laughs> yep. <laughs> but there's wow. a lot of like overlap with their like values as well, like with the whole small beginnings thing, um, yeah. mm -hmm. which I think is really cool. And it also just makes like a really easy way for like creatives to try to monetize things, um, which um, I think is very nice. I and love all this. This independent doesn't mean alone, all this yeah, whole thing. It's very good. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, uh, yeah, somebody would say, well, why don't you just go to Patreon? Well, Patreon has canceled people. I, I yes. guess they're maybe coming off that a little bit. I've heard the YouTube algorithms being more friendly. I mean, there's certainly, I watch news programs, Redacted is one of them I watch on YouTube, and they they go hard, really. I mean... They were sharing numbers of, uh, I don't even want to say, like, you know, numbers of death recently, um, how much it's been increasing since a certain, uh, since something happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, since like, the vacation. <laughs> since the vacation, exactly. And they were doing that pretty brazenly on YouTube and talking about how the YouTube algorithms are becoming more um forgiving i guess uh about speaking your mind so i imagine patreon's similar i think pretty soon that's the way the world is going to be much more um you know obviously people are uh seeing a, a certain narrative crumble and it's just going to keep crumbling there's a spoiler alert it's not going to go the other way where, hey, that vacation thing was actually a good idea. That's not the way it's going to go. Um, Some wounds so, never heal. Huh? Some wounds never heal. Yeah, well, these ones are going to be like, you know, I don't know. Anyway, we don't need to go. We can keep going down the Gumroad <laughs> path. But we well, chose Gumroad because of the total free speech uh uh, sort of uh, modus operandi they've chosen to operate under, you know, and that really goes well with our uh, philosophy. You know what they also system. do, though, Joseph? They also take the least amount of money of any self-publishing platform out there. They are well, by far that. the best payment you can get. Better well, than Patreon great. by far. Wow. All right, we're going to have to attack this in the yeah. coming weeks for sure. 5% more, I think, per dollar. 
back from Gum Road than from anyone else. Wow. Yeah, and so I think there's a lot of convenience to doing digital distribution with Bandcamp or with DistroKid, um, but it sets it puts like a lot of guardrails on. And so when you're doing something like this, um, you have so much freedom, I think, to to really just make it into whatever you want. Um, that that can be. I don't know. I think that can be kind of like daunting, like having so many, like it can go in so many different ways. So like with this, like with us releasing a track a week um, and then the different types of things we're putting in there, I don't know like the best way to organize it or anything like that. And so I've just been doing what makes sense to me and that could like continue to evolve. So this is um, another thing that I think is cool is you can sell products. So you can do like a subscription um, like what we're doing with like the, the subscription tiers. Um, but you can also do products. You could sell your paintings. You could sell individual albums or individual songs. Um, so it allows you to have basically like spin up a web store really, really quickly. Um, and in the same way that Bandcamp could, except or with you don't have to worry about Bandcamp potentially banning you. Um, I do think since those are like relatively low effort, it is good to, to do those things. The same with YouTube. It's like, just try to do it where you can, but it's good to have like a home base where you can't ever get canceled. <laughs> True. Um, so this is what we have set up so far. Um, and I've been putting the most recent episode of the podcast on here. And then a little, just a little summary of what we're doing, just some like wholesome stuff there. Something you wrote when we first started working together. Um, we've been doing this for almost three months, which I think is very, I feel like we have a lot to show for it. So that's very good, I think. That's, Anyways. I mean, honestly, it seems like we've been doing this longer than that to me. I know, it does. I, I, I mean, when you say only three months, it's like, wow, okay, because I'm over here beating myself up that we haven't done more yet, and that, you know, I'm seeing some, like, negative reviews and stuff, and I'm like, damn, like, but, you know, yeah, we're, we're getting started still, and, uh, you know, I know we keep saying that, but it is true, and it's not like you don't see our efforts in this. Um, uh, you know, they're more public at this point. So there's, we haven't like focused in on giving the Gumroad patrons too much special stuff yet. But we have done some stuff like the Redemption City. We, we They got that right. The first half of yes. that yeah. album. So that's good. And then there's been a couple performances. Uh, we definitely aim to do more. Um, there's the idea of... Uh, um, some kind of songwriting workshop as well, or just creativity workshop, maybe angling through Gumroad. I think that's a really good idea. Um, yeah, and, and hooking up the Discord and stuff like that, I think will be and, really good. And those are all things, by the way, that Patreon doesn't let you do. They have no interface for that kind of stuff. And so I think that's an important detail here, especially when you've gone through something that Joseph's gone through. The way that you learn how to turn that into something you can monetize, that might go past the boundaries that Patreon wants to be able to serve you with. And so it's another plus, I think, for Gumroad. It it grows with you. Okay, so if we did want to do like a monthly, say, creativity workshop with the people that are Patre uh, Patreons, should we, would you say? No. <laughs> you can't say that in Gumroad. Well, they're the underdogs, right? Yes, yeah. they're the underdog. That's the, the paid tier. 
Okay, underdogs. Because I was I going with that. boxing theme, but I had to Google it because I don't know anything about Oh, that. okay. So, yeah, so the <laughs> underdogs. Hmm, maybe we should make that more positive. I thought that was there. You're thing. right. The underdogs means like you're going to lose or you Yeah, but it's but like it's good, right? Like it's like aren't they like they're like lovable yeah. than a loser? It means that when you win you you get paid out more. So. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's they're true. Like a, something to that. Overcoming adversity yeah. is what I yeah. think of when I think of underdog, but um yeah, I was just well, like really excited when I found this list of like boxing references, and then I I thought we could base the tears on that. But maybe it should be more. How positive. about we should call them our champions? Yes, yeah. <laughs> you're right. You know, like I like but, it. So how would we go about doing that via Gumroad? I thought we would have to do that through Discord or something like that, but we could do it via Gumroad. Um, like the setting up the individual tiers. No, no, like to um, do a songwriting workshop. Oh, to do like a to do songwriting, songwriting workshop. Because okay. um, Andrew was saying that Gumroad would facilitate that kind of level of create creative sort of uh, innovation beyond yeah. Patreon. So how would it do that in Gumroad? Is what my question is. There's a number of ways that you can publish uh, new products on Gumroad. And so there's a lot of ways that you can conceptualize of what it is that you're selling. And so when you're selling something like this, where it's maybe like a monthly kind of service that you're doing on a certain recurring schedule, there's um, an opportunity to potentially sell like a ticket to your month. And so then that's how you kind of gain entry into the Discord, as an example. Uh, there's a lot of ways you can kind of generalize what you're selling and then combined with whatever interface you're using to do the service as in this case discord it has an easy sort of place where you can, can com combine the two services even okay. though it's maybe not exactly like you're selling your monthly seminar it's more like you're selling a generic e-product that's a ticket right and it gets you access to your discord maybe it gives you an invite right to the email address that you enter stuff like that or we could do like okay. a private youtube live stream or something like that oh, yeah right? you can sell links absolutely you can sell a web page in fact on youtube as something that you get paid to give them access to it so there's a lot of ways you can do it yeah right, well, cool. you just have to think about things a little differently than i'm used to and so i think but yeah Andrew's or even always very on good zoom to this off. you could do it on yeah. zoom absolutely you know, so so people could be seeing each other and interacting. Yes. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that I think that would be really actually. cool. Yeah, it should be a two-way thing. I think Joseph's right. Yeah, it needs to be a two-way thing Absolutely. because people would have to be able to say, "Here's what I'm working on," and express mm -hmm. it, and then get guidance and encouragement. Yeah. I think that would be really cool. That would, so right now in the paid tier, um, this is all of like the content we have in there, but also whenever we add something new, you can send a post to the subscribers. Um, so that's what these blog posts are down here to let them know when new things are available. Um, so in that same way, if we start doing, um, yeah, like on different ways to direct people towards um, like a Zoom or something like that, we could share a code with them here. Cool. Um, and then this is how I've kind of organized everything we have so far, like the tracks that we've released every week are in here and MP3 wave and flack and then the artwork and 
the lyrics than the one little lyric video I made. There should be more of those soon. Um, and then Redemption City that we just added this week, which made me think about talking to Andrew a little bit more because um, the mastered file that you had um, was something that I had never, because it was, what was it, 24 bit, right? Flack, were there Flack files or something? It was 48 kilohertz uh, sampling rate. So I had to, mm. I had to down convert it to 44. 44.1. That's all, yeah. So the down converting thing was something that I had, I didn't really know to do. And I think um, even at like a lot of the different record labels that I've worked at, they haven't really, a lot of people just don't really know how to work with these files anymore because they're so used to like using third parties or distributors to, to like manage it for them. Um, so I think that is kind of a thing that I wanted to ask Andrew about, like the, when you get the music from the mastering engineer, um, like what do you recommend using to make that so that you can convert it to something that you can then convert to the waves and the flax and the MP3s? Oh yeah. Well, in this particular case, you know, you can just put all the tracks into your DAW and, uh, do it there. But, uh, you know, th there's a lot of ways to get that done and they're all going to have trade-offs. I mean, a lot of people would probably prefer to just have it done, you know, like in batch. But other people are going to want to like really take time to listen to the difference and how it sounds between 44.1 and 48. So there's a very big range, you know. Dude, nobody can hear the difference between I mean, <laughs> 44.1 and 48. Give me a break. Most people I agree. can't hear the difference between an MP3 and a wave file. Well, that's I that's mean, my light way of saying that there are people who kind of, you know, the audiophile folks, right? They're going to have a, a different view of this than I would maybe. So, yeah, you know, I mean, Camilla, come on. What I would say is um, the best thing you can do. What are you, a dog? You can exactly. hear dog, dog frequencies. <laughs> Give me a break, bro. Now, see, the reason that it was 48 kilohertz is because, Joseph, maybe you wanted to put this out on DVD audio or something or super audio CD. Is that uh, possible? I don't think so. I okay. think it's it's one of those things where I probably recorded it on mostly 48 in okay. Pro Tools, and so the mastering engineer kept it there. Right. Well, in any that's case. That's probably what it, But eventually it goes to CD. Right. Or, I wonder if Redemption City, I don't think it ever did go to CD, to be honest. It was it was always a free album, okay. which is weird. And then, it dis and then it disappeared. Me. I mean, eventually we should get this up on Bandcamp as well once we, once we start putting more good content for our uh, our underdogs, our champions. Champions. <laughs> uh, well, you know, then then we can go ahead and then take, you know, give them the, give them it first and then start moving it over to Bandcamp and get it back out into the public again because that's where it should be. There's, I have a lot of records like that, that, you know, certain ones... I mean, we were discussing earlier ones that got shelved even because of my stance, um, right. which I hope come out one of these days. Um, and then there's other ones too. There's just from the years, some of them that I just need to get out properly still, you know? Well, that's kind of the, that's a nice thing about Gumroad too here, because say you didn't want to even deal with the mastering thing, they won't stop you from uploading a 48 kilohertz audio file. And right. 
you know, that's probably the best way to look at this problem. Most people won't ever know or care. And so if the fans don't need it, there's not much of a reason to have I, to do it. I can't imagine anyone would care about 40. I don't even know why we're talking about it. It's <laughs> like, well, I guarantee if you like the biggest audiophiles in the world, I would be shocked if you did a back to back blind study how many could pick out i've seen blind to blind studies done in and the one i saw mp3s won yeah and, oh you know interesting which, seem to prefer mp3 over wave. Yeah, yeah because they do compress it and it, 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 there's something about it maybe it gives it's like actually the low fineness of it gives it a certain kind of weird edge energy it's because mp3s uh they, they are optimized for how our ears like to hear things. And so they take out stuff that our ears can't even hear anyway. Right. And so most of the time, it actually sounds just perfectly fine you know, for us. But I mean, what, you, the way most people listen to music is on your phone with some yeah. Bluetooth headphones, God forbid, or some crappy Bluetooth speaker. I mean, let's face it. That's what mo how most people are listening to music or even just on their phone. At that point, you it really doesn't matter That's it only matters if you're listening to it on a really refined system now see there is an interesting challenge there which is that distro kid won't let you upload 48 kilohertz audio that was my point was that you guys are like professional music men but if you are someone who's new to this and you just think oh i'll put any old wave file up here it's it's no good that's weird yeah they won't allow well they will K. well them and Bandcamp, I think, will let you do it, but it does not sound good. <laughs> so. Bandcamp will let you do it. Yeah, at 48, but it won't sound good. It yes. will sound weird. but Because it's um, converting it down. Exactly. And they don't really take care to do it. Now, right. Spotify and all them, they actually show you 48. Now, this this could be in the weeds, but the point is some companies this is are definitely in the weeds. <laughs> We've some been in the weeds. Some of them are really limited, you know, and others well, are very I'm flexible. When I first started doing yeah. this, I put the the twenty four bit waves in Bandcamp, and then I would play it back. And the only reason I figured this out was because I played it back, and I was like, "That does not sound good." Anyway, you're listening so to the audio version of this podcast. You could probably, you know, just t take a take a little bathroom break during this <laughs> part of the. Well, they That's now we're we're say. heading I out of this part of the conversation. Right. Now they ha they should have gone to the bathroom five minutes ago. Yeah, <laughs> retroactively go to the bathroom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now we're going to talk about really interesting stuff. Did you see Chappelle on Saturday Night Live? No, go ahead. So, all right. So this is so great. Yeah, that's basically it. This is what everyone has in the paid tier right now. We're obviously working on adding more. Um, speaking of which, oh, let me show, show this tab instead. So this is like the main page. Um, so that'll show the subscription, which is the only product we have right now. Um, and then all of our blog posts, which I've been cross posting the like tutorial type writing that I've been doing on my blog. I've been putting that here as well, because a lot of it has to do with, um, you know, like what we're doing together. So it seemed like a good place for them. Um, and yeah, so if you are on the free tier, you get all the blog posts and, um, the audio podcast. And it, you can't upload video into the paid tier because there's like a size or the free tier because there's like a size limit, which is reasonable. So the so the uh, so this podcast is really just for the paid tier in Gumroad so far, right? 
or is it going on YouTube? The as video well? is on. Um, it's on Odyssey. Odyssey. I made an Odyssey channel, and um, yeah, the, and then the video is just in the paid tier right now. I haven't made other um, other places for the video yet, um, but we definitely could. And yeah, and then let me show you one more thing. And the and audio then, so, is available everywhere, of course. Yes. Right. Um, and so this is. Maybe we should just give the video version to the paid tier for now. We can, I mean, that's basically what we're doing. I just did I the, mean, the main reason I made the Odyssey page was because I wanted to be able to um, post it and like cross post it in my, um, on my blog and especially like the, the mastering stuff that Andrew talked about, like I included that on there and the little, the little short video of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, we could just have the video just be exclusive to our champions. Just until we get more and more stuff i think yeah know, maybe um, i mean it's an idea it is i reminds me of another idea you're playing more shows soon right that's right yeah well i'm playing a show next week and that also should feed into gumroad too because uh i'll be doing rehearsing over the this course of this week and recording and more performances that will become exclusive stuff so that'll happen this week as well. So yeah, we'll get, we're, this is kind of like a kickoff, I feel like, of the Gumroad. I mean, I haven't even announced the Gumroad program on any of my social media stuff yet because I really wanted to get my head into it more than it has been so far. So that that's announcement will come this week as well and more video content for our champions. Our underdogs, our underdog. How about the underdog champions? Oh, there. I think that's 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 it. We did yeah. it. We workshopped it, it. We got. We, we got, got there. it. Our underdog <laughs> champions. I like that. No, I like that too. That's really good. Um, that is good. So, um, so the last uh, yeah. thing I'll share before um, I bore everyone to tears. So this is how you could add more content if you record stuff on your own. Um, so basically, if you set up tiers and there'll be a free tier like the the cheapest tier will automatically populate into the more expensive tiers like as as one would imagine so right now in the underdog tier it already has underdog champions like, the underdog champions um it'll show all tiers because the the podcast is in all tiers and then all the, the other sort of things it will show you that it's just in this tier so okay. if you're trying to upload something into here, um, you just click on here and then you can you can link up your Dropbox, which I find very convenient, um, or you can just grab anything. And then I think it would make the most sense if when you add new stuff, you can just add it into the Encore's Gumroad exclusive section. So um, if I do a video at home and mm -hmm. then have the video and want to upload it, where do I do to give it to the underdog champions? You would just upload it here and then it would show up down here and then you just drag it into this folder and then into, at the, the, into the encores yeah i think that's nice we can name it something else also it's all it's all just totally open it's the world is our oyster this is just me doing the best i can with my do you, have you know what i got upload, maybe <laughs> pardon <laughs> do you have a video you could upload um do i oh this camellia so show people let's see you could upload uh a fun picture of our dog. 
I don't have a fun picture of our dog handy, um, but for an example, I'll just add this thumbnail that I made. Um, so I made a thumbnail of uh, for the oh, movie's movies. lyric video. So yeah, so when you add new things, it automatically puts it down here and not in any folder. Um, so if you want to put it in a folder, you just go like that, boop, and then it's in there. And then you can also... Where'd you add it from? Oh. How, what did you hit to add it initially? <laughs> um you just dragged it right kind of i like just a, drag it up to where so you can like drag it around you can put it in whatever folder you want okay i'll have to call you privately when no we that's okay this. i will put i'll put more details in in place for you but um also if you want to make a new folder so if you want to make a folder that's like joseph's wacky folder you could do that <laughs> and then you could drag things in there and then uh, would that be the uh for the underdog champions, Joseph's yeah, wacky so, folder? Yeah, so as long as um, you're in, so right now you're like in that. the page here <laughs> section. Joseph's wacky folder, I like that too. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> you knocked that one out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> when you're in this section, everything that you add is gonna go in the underdog tier. So if you accidentally add it up in the free tier, um, you just uh. uncheck it. So like right. if you accidentally uploaded it here, you could just uncheck it and then it won't be in there. But everything you upload in any tier shows up. It's just a matter of what, like what has the check mark under each tier. Anyways, right. I'll show this to you in more detail as well, not to fret. Um, so, and so talking about the weekly release, um, cause uh, Andrew Camellia was saying that, um, that you wanted to get the tracks maybe earlier so it wasn't last minute type of thing to master them. Well, then, I said that he actually doesn't care, but I thought that really would be care. something he would like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoy working on the music, so it's all good for me. I mean, you know, it's just the opportunity to help on something that I think is very righteous, you know, and, and I appreciate it. And honestly, with, with respect to how music is made, I mean, I know a bit about that too. And, I like to not impose any hard kind Deadlines. of requirements because yeah. of course, right. We're always working on music until the very last minute. It's always how it goes. Right. And so I guess like the thing that's cool is when it can be a rhythm that you can support creatively too. And so I think we'll get there just by trial and error and seeing what works and what doesn't. But like, yeah, yeah in terms of the stuff that happens after you make the master, I think that's the part where it's harder because you've got it and it's ready to go. You just don't know like what the album cover is going to be yet. And so there's just so many things that you got to always keep in mind. And so there's always yeah. going to be little stragglers, right? And what can you do about that? Well, so far we've been consistent about yeah. one track a week. Camelia was saying we should maybe um, take a break on that and promote more of the ones we've already put out. I, I'm talking about maybe in December that being an, an idea. I don't know. I kind of feel like we should keep forging ahead. Um, so, you know, I, I would think actually just first time I'm thinking about it, to be honest, um, it'd be really cool to kind of have an overview of where we came from, too. I think it would be nice to kind of do a summary, too, of like all the stuff you guys have already achieved. I mean, maybe you could do that while still moving forward to some extent. Yeah, well, that was the idea was we wanted to make the yeah. like the lyric video that you guys made for the movies and get more of those and get those up on like little 15 second clips 
of all the songs we've already released and start nice. making like you know have multiple TikToks and YouTube shorts because that's where people promote music nowadays you know so it's like and get series of those ready ready to go on you know like so we're we're consistently doing that you know that's the idea up uh, with the older songs that have already been released some of the older material that's already come out has very topical uh lyrics and it might be fun to figure out if any of that stuff can have accompanying video you know we should see yeah. if there's any anything public domain or creative commons in that realm well, I wanted to do something with amnesty, maybe. Yeah. Like, uh, I've seen people post things like where it shows people being really aggressive towards uh, people that resisted. Um, you know, the cops choking people who weren't wearing a mask and all that, and getting like sort of video representation of those images. But I don't really know um, where you find that. I guess maybe. It's probably on Rumble or something, and then what? Are, what are you allowed to use versus what are you not allowed to use? If it doesn't have any networks emblazoned on the image, usually it's fair. You use. can use it. Yeah. Okay. All right, that's no interesting. Fox News at the bottom. That's right, cool. right, right. Yeah. Okay. I might do that this week as well. There's so many things I want to do. That's the, that's the issue, and, you know. No, I was helping just... out with with this with Mark Crispin Miller recently. I was getting all of his. Uh, he was doing research on the initial early China kind of video leaks that were coming out in February of 2020. And uh, I gotta say, I was surprised to learn every single one except for one of those videos. I I sent him like 30. Were all fair use. Oh, really? So, yeah. So that's amazing. I mean, if you could do that for me in this Amnesty song, that would be insane. I got to see know. what's out there. I got to Like Dropbox it. Yeah. If you could Dropbox me that stuff, uh, I could I'll then see. cobble it together into a video pretty easily. He has all the um, January 6th footage. He can Dropbox it. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, that's not the Amnesty <laughs> thing. I mean, the am <laughs> It's just a fun thing to have. <laughs> I didn't... So... You know I'm friends with Mark. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, he was asking for it a while back. That's and, interesting um, that you know him. I was in New York for a while, and, you know, I, I actually, I read the version of Propaganda with uh, his introduction by uh, uh, Edward Bernays. Yeah, we were reading it when the lockdown started. We I were like, we are free time. This will be a, a fun book to read. And well, you know, we did a podcast being Mark Christman Miller, a couple yeah. episodes, two, three. And then, uh, yeah, he's the professor from NYU who taught propaganda and got unceremoniously sacked from that class anyway. He was tenured in, so he didn't get fired. But uh, he went through total cancellation, basically, on a university level. Um, very remarkable story. And that. a super, super impressive person. Like, I am uh, such a big fan of Mark. Oh, uh, he's the great. The is great. And he features uh -huh. the tracks that we've been putting out very yeah. regularly. So that's yeah. very appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. I got to send him Stop the Shot. I don't think I sent him that one yet. I should do that as well. That hashtag was trending oh, yeah. earlier today. Really? 
huh maybe i should re-promote i never that. know like when things are trending if it's like just for me or like i don't really understand how that works yeah, if you I don't see know it either. trending does that mean that it's like everywhere or just because like they know this is what you'd be interested in i i don't know that that's the million dollar question it is because <laughs> i think it gives people like false hope like it's like the whole thing where you like like everyone thinks someone else is like fixing it so no one does anything yeah I'm like oh there's a hashtag trending. well it must be these things must be getting resolved i'll go back to bed <laughs> i just have nfl trending wow interesting there's not a lot of advertisers <laughs> left right on on twitter so they probably got just yeah i don't know i don't know what's going on with so twitter now i i know someone that just got a job at twitter and they literally don't know if tomorrow is their first day or their never day at the company because they got the job offer and accepted it in the middle of the transition from the current company to the Elon Musk company. So I'm still waiting to find out if they're employed or not. Crazy time for that company. Would they still get severance, I wonder? That's interesting. I think Elon promised severance to everybody. Uh, six months of it. So I guess it has That'd be amazing if you got a job got fired right away and then got paid for six months it's like winning the lottery it really is <laughs> i hadn't thought of it that way but it's true that'd be amazing six months is definitely enough time to find another job i would say so i would hope yeah. especially if you were hired at twitter i like to think you'd probably be okay i don't yeah, know if they're right. gonna have a meditation room as the next job though that's the difference or a wine cellar they have all that at Twitter. I, I've been to that headquarters. It's uh, Spotify is impressive, but it's got nothing on Twitter. Wow. Oh. Twitter's got a real swanky office in in uh, New York. Hmm. But the 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 pinnacle is Google. Um, I don't. I've been kicked out of the Spotify office. I can't go there and make presentations anymore. But <laughs> I. Why did you ruin get kicked out? Because I said that they were the last nail in the coffin for jazz music. <laughs> I'm not a fan of streaming in general. I think they really hurt the industry. So I gave a talk about it, about how digital music should be all about participation, harnessing real fan bases and using peer-to-peer -peer technology to distribute so that you keep it all in the performer's hands. Spotify didn't like that. But they're a company that started out as a peer-to-peer -peer software company. They, they made... Music streaming something you could share with your friends, and then they turned it off, just like they turned off all sorts of stuff. So I'm not for a big the fan bottom of line. Yeah, and then Power they brought corrupts. in podcasts, and you know, yeah, it does, man. But like, also, it led a lot of people to knowing about. We know without Joe Rogan, a lot of people wouldn't know what they know. It's true. Which, Joe Rogan has done done a lot of good, I think. You know, same with you too, man. So, like, it's all relative. Like, at the same time, he's not quite as true to his virtue. Well, it's not quite you know, as stable. Well, there's different levels. There's levels to this-ish, you know? I mean, there's different levels. You know, there's people that go about it much more diplomatically, like Russell Brand, Joe Rogan, um it seems like they sort of I, I you know not dumb it down a little bit but don't they don't go hard 
They don't just say the truth about it completely. Or maybe they don't know. I, who knows? A lot of people think, you know, I was watching Eckhart Tolle uh, a little bit today, or Eckhart Tolle, however you say his name, with Russell Brand, a little clip. And he was talking about, um, he actually complimented Russell on being labeled a conspiracy theorist. He said, if you're labeled a conspiracy theorist, it means you're in the right zone, essentially. So I was like, okay, I'll take that Eckhart Tolle, because I'm certainly labeled that. And then, uh, you know, uh, then he said, you know, the debate is whether this stuff is, you know, he was saying that people are either really stupid, the leaders um, sort of pushing these policies forward, or they're evil. And that's the million-dollar debate. And, I mean, it's, you know... And he then said, and this is an example, in my view, of diplomacy. He said, I don't think they're evil. I think they're just... He started going into that realm. I think I shut shut it off. I was working, so I, I, didn't, I was just, like, uploading a file and then turned it off when I was ready to work again. <laughs> but, like, you know... To me, it's like, and I don't think everybody involved is necessarily like having seances of evil, but you have to go like the, the where these policies are coming from, the very top, they're not dumb. It's not from ignorance. It's not from stupidity. There is a nefarious thing happening, clearly. And to act like maybe it's not, it, I, my, I just my brain will not let that possibility exist. That's not to say that everybody that's uh, implementing the policies is evil or is those people might just be dumb or turning the other, other like, you know, burying their head in the sand to feed their families and yeah. following orders and all those other reasons that people just acquiesce to something dark but, you know, right right from the get-go, there's been darkness all around this that has felt different than really anything that's confronted us previous to this. You know, it's it's clear. Uh, I mean, it didn't it doesn't really take much more uh, understand un, to understand that than just the demonization of ivermectin. I mean the demonization of any health modality that had no downside to it. You know, the infantilizing adults, you know, making people not be able to trust their own instincts and their own, you know, ability to think critically. I mean, all this stuff. You couldn't have pulled off what's happened to humanity in the last couple of years just from an aw shucks, everyone was dumb. That's not how this kind of thing operates. There's no way. So, yeah, if you say it and just put that kind of point on it, then you're not being diplomatic. You're kind of being hard, I guess. And those people, like your Russell Brands and your Joe Rogans, they tell the truth, but they always sort of, when they tell it, they always veer towards, this is just happening by hap happenstance, I guess. Or that's always kind of the tone underneath it. Russell Brand is sort of 
less and less doing that i feel like more like he's like he still does it but he does it in a way where he's clearly making fun of thinking like that now uh much more so joe still does that joe still goes well you know i think that they just thought that they should do something like this because you, you know he he delivers the truth but then he always gives them that out and when i say what i think i never do i just go that's evil it's very evil and it's clearly evil and you know who does that even harder than me is mark crispin miller who we're talking we were talking about mark is like from the jump when we when we were doing our podcast uh months and months and months ago probably nine months ago maybe even a year ago actually we started he called it a genocide and he's called it a genocide the whole time and has not uh veered from that even for a bit or hesitated when he's called it that so there are levels to it i i i sort of i mean i you know i try to veer away from using language like that because i'm still trying to soft sell it to some degree but and again i don't that doesn't mean that every single person participating in it is aware of it to that level or is evil but at a certain point i think the the game of evil is after humanity's soul and to get humanity's soul it has to make itself obvious because then you're then you're um participating in it in it and then your your soul is being smeared in that participation that's the game evil's not just interested in snuffing you out if ev- like if evil wanted to snuff me out i'd be snuffed out what evil wants is for you to join to join it you know but this is getting spiritual now but to that's find some that, way out of it into the, what they want well it wants your soul it doesn't just want to eliminate you that's easy you know if if evil wanted to eliminate any one of us it could you know, but it, that's not really what its game is. Its game is for you to eliminate you. That's the game of evil. And it, and then it gets into the realm of humiliation ritual, because we're gonna get to a place in in history in in this whole narrative where this all looking back will be as obvious as atrocities in the past. Yeah, and no one will. F- and and people will go like what how did humanity allow that to happen how, how and it's we're seeing it we're seeing the beginning of that unfolding narrative happen now with SNL starting to make fun with SNL lighting lightening it up to what it means to be they, they made it cool to be anti-vax in their episode yesterday with the the black people in the barbershop being the ones that were like, hmm, and the w- nerdy white guy being the one going, yeah, how about that vax? And them kind of going, uh, you know, like clearly in that one skit, you're cooler if you question the government. Chappelle even in his monologue said, we've been on that questioning the government. You know, I mean... This is a narrative in in transition. 
you know, and we're seeing it. We're seeing it on Dave Chappelle's monologue. We're seeing it on the skits of Saturday Night Live. These were major propaganda wings. You want to talk about Mark Crispin Miller? That he would be interesting to talk to about this. In fact, when you get work earlier, Camelia, we should try to get him on this because I bet we could, you know, and talk about this kind of stuff. Like because. I, I'd really be curious to see what his take on Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live uh, changing their um, position, you know, well, that, what, yeah, what the implications you... of that are, because they're heavy. It's yeah. not light. It's not, they, they're making it light. Oh, it's comedy, now we're funny. I mean, suddenly they're funny. Like, honestly, that was a great skit, the one Chappelle was, I saw two that were great. The potato hole one was fantastic. The barbershop one was funny as hell. His monologue was amazing. It's like, what? So Saturday Night Live knows how to be funny all of a sudden after years of just like, you couldn't even call it comedy. I mean, seriously, suddenly on a dime, they are actually good again. Like what? What happened? Like that, that is a decision that gets made. Live Nation wanted to make money again, I think. They, you know, everyone has to now be able to go to concerts. They're making these super stadiums now. They're building them all over the country. And they're putting out these concerts where people see heavy hitters at, on demand pricing. And then they play covers, you know, so that, like, you can just get more and more and more people in. It's very interesting to me. Well, the music industry, the gutting of the middle class in the music industry for young yeah. touring artists, it's becoming more difficult. Absolutely. Yes. You know? And there's all these but, articles. Oops, yeah, go ahead. No, well, you go. All these articles lately where people are like, we need to have a serious discussion about touring. And it's like, it's too expensive. My mental health is, and no one talks about Live Nation lockdowns or restrictions on live performance. And it's like the most insincere thing I've ever seen. But I just I really feel like we are, um, this is kind of an aside, but we're, I think we're witnessing like the controlled demolition of like live performance and what is music if not live performance. It's so important. And well, yeah, except for the upper class. Yes, exactly. Except exactly the same thing as the mom pa shops to Amazon is happening to the music industry with Live Nation exactly the same thing yeah you want to talk about inflation and gas prices how is some young singer songwriter or young band going to get into a van and tour across the country are you kidding with gas prices being what they are forget it forget it and especially like building a base where like you're lucky if 25 people come and see you you got a little bit of a buzz and you know and and you normally back in my day uh, when I was doing that, you know, we could do that endlessly, you know, 25 people showed up the next time 50, you know, then then 200, you know, and it's like you could just live on the road. You know, they can't do that now. There's no way. You Even know, local music scenes, too. Like, I just remember growing up in Manhattan, I you know, I, there was always something going on downtown and there were always pickup shows. There were always jam sessions, you know, light night jam sessions at Smalls and stuff. I mean, you know, th even those opportunities have dried up. I don't know if you heard recently, though, um, 55 bar closed down in New York. That was a prohibition era jazz venue. I didn't know that. Now, Christopher Street 
and it survived everything, including prohibition. Literally, people couldn't drink, and they still had people showing up. And then COVID comes and annihilates it. it just has no ability to keep going because they were too small, and the restrictions may put them out of business this year. And it's like people think that's happening because people are stupid and accidentally making bad policies. It's like, give me a break, man. Exactly. Like, are you joking? Come on, dude. Like, for real. Like, that doesn't make you a conspiracy theorist. It just makes you a critical thinker to see through that stuff and just look at the results. Who is getting richer than they've ever been and who's getting broke? And the sort of disparity between the upper echelon of society and the serfs is the the gap is widening there's no middle class now there used to we all used to exist comfortably in the middle class and it's like in order to try to like get yourself out of serfdom it's you know it's a trick now you got you got to pull some you got to you got to open up a gumroad account or something yeah right that's and how you, you tie gotta, it back and you got <laughs> see see i'm a prof- i'm a broadcasting professional <laughs> so yeah it's uh it's interesting it really is well you know it's fun too to know that we're on the beginnings of something huge with the kind of the 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 clap back against all this like podcasts are such a big opportunity for people to at least get legs to their message and i've even used them as a way to distribute my music um and i think that like when you have difficult physical interfaces the best thing you can do is inspire people with like a really straight up message that you know like you do all the time joseph and like then you'll have enough people willing to break down the physical barriers and that's what music is it's physical and it's friendship yeah. you gotta be near each other you know it's ultimately we're all doing this so we can all be closer to each other right yeah we're we're building our way back to that that's what we're exactly what we're doing and we're going to succeed in it because we're gonna concentrate on giving value you know and giving inspiration it's like that's why i decided too to make my sort of newer youtube content for one i can just not worry about it getting banned or whatever but i also just would rather think about giving in terms of how can i help other people get out of procrastination and get into like creating and just concentrating on the light i mean i'll talk about all the controversial stuff plenty i'm not afraid to talk about any of it you know but at the same time i'm bored of it as well i'm just like it's it gets boring after a while it's like dude i don't want to talk about the devil all the time like go ahead devil keep doing your thing (laughs) it's like yeah i mean the interesting thing too is how many of these bands that made this is a question I'm really wanting answered and just some discussion on what are the ramifications if you coerced your base to get an injection an experimental injection if you had a massive base and you coerced them through only allowing entry if they acquiesce to it is there ramifications of it? If is this if this thing is what Mark Crispin Miller thinks it is, and what a lot of people think it is, are there ramifications? There should be. What do be. you guys think? Do you think there will be, or do you think there should be, or what do you think, Andrew? So 
with what I can say legally would be this. Um, <laughs> no, no. So the, the thing I would say is the most important thing is never listen to these people again, right? Like that's the bare minimum that we would have to all accept is that these people can't be trusted for anything else that might come up in the future. And we should probably name and shame people like that who took advantage of their audiences that way. Uh, and if that doesn't it's work, maybe, maybe banishment. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> something like that it's nuts there's yeah. never been a time in history where popular artists have coerced their base or in that way i mean taken their power and their and the trust they built in a certain segment of humanity i mean you got propaganda right you got cnn like giving you like this analytical propaganda and brainwashing stuff all the time right so that's hitting you up here and some people are vulnerable to that. But then if you have someone like Bruce Springsteen come and say, hey, if you want to come see me play, you have to get this, that that's a multifaceted attack at that point yeah. in terms of your critical thinking being decimated by a major league propaganda campaign. And, and I don't think that's dumb either or like just from stupidity. It's like suddenly it's like, the boss, I've trusted the boss forever. He's my favorite, you know, or these, a lot of people think like that. And it's like, or Dave Grohl is another one. Like, oh, Dave, he's the nice guy. He wouldn't do anything or suggest anything. Or Eddie Vedder did it as well. Eddie Vedder, everybody can trust him. It's like, I, I'm sorry, man. I, I like all those guys. I've met all of them in real life and all of them are nice. You know, I have. I've actually met all of them, and all of them are nice. And I do, and I am respect all of them and their music, some more than others in those three. But like, no, but all of them I do respect, honestly. I mean, Bruce has been one of my faves, you know, and they're all great, actually. But they did that. I think, in the very least, they need to come out and say, "Hey." we were wrong like you know what i mean like like they could save it a little bit if they came out now and said you know what we got this wrong and to the degree that we participated in this i feel bad about uh, you know like if this just if you think this is just going to fade out as some weird anomaly in humanity and and it's not going to count it's not going to cause countless more early deaths than fine you could you could sort of see it going that way they just go back to their lives and everyone kind of goes back to normal if you think that's how, that this is how this will play out i don't think that that's how this is going to play out though so i think there's going to be a time when people everyone who backed that horse is going is gonna be held accountable in the very least to make some kind of public statement about it, or else I, I don't know. What, I mean, you're seeing Trump right now; his whole base is turning their back on him. Why do you think that is? It's not because I mean, Ron DeSantis is a star or whatever, and his star is rising. But the reason why Trump is losing his base is because of this exact reason. He backed Big Pharma, he backed that injection, and he will not say anything about it now. And to the degree that he refuses to, to address it, you're going to, that's his Achilles heel, that's that cut, that wound that 
is going to make him bleed out unless he addresses it. That's I, that's why he's losing all of his uh, leverage at this point. I really believe that. Maybe that's uh, you know the indication all these musicians are going to need to do like a live aid or some sort of a benefit concert to get ahead of it. I bet you that's coming. I hope so. I would love to see it. I would love to see it. I don't, it's not like I'm hoping those guys get ruined or something. I just want them to address it realistically. I think you there know? should be consequences. Yeah. Like there should be, but that would be a good step in my opinion. To me, that thing? would, I'm forgiving as hell, man. Unless you're on the upper level of you did this, like if you're the boss and they told you at Broadway and then, he, but he had to make that decision still. And you can't just go like, oh, you don't hold any responsibility because you can't play Broadway unless you do this. That's not good enough. Yeah. yeah. It's not, that's not good enough. Well, uh, you know, I can't, got to feed my crew. It's like, no, you don't, dude. Like people are getting checks. You're rich as hell. I'm sorry, but there are some things you don't do. And that's one of those things. You don't do that. There's never been a time in history when artists of power have have backed a medical experiment. It's just so outlandish when you think about it with the advantage of time. Like we publicly all went completely insane and that will be the excuse they use. But some of us didn't go insane. Some of us just watched everyone else go insane and started trying to say, hey, y'all are going insane. And then we got canceled and like, you know, and demonized. That's what happened. You know? well, people didn't and even the, have to speak out against it. They could have just said nothing. You know, like they're what you didn't have to get canceled. You could have not done it quietly and kept your mouth shut. But so th yeah. I think there's that's yeah. I can understand that. But not no, I understand going that. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's the thing. Like the people yeah. went out of their way to participate in it. And exactly. Yeah. It's very. No. I don't and know what is how they get. Mm. You know, they're thinking about it. I mean, can you imagine? I would hope. I mean, they're, they have to be. I mean, as this narrative crumbles to this degree, as Saturday, if they're watching Saturday Night Live, and these are smart people. These aren't like morons. You know, these are really intelligent people, deep thinkers. You know, they're watching uh, Saturday Night Live completely do an about face now. And they're left holding the bag of history of what they've done. You don't think that they're like considering what what might be coming down the pike with this, and it's not like people aren't using uh, throwing around uh, sort of Nuremberg concepts left and right. They are. You think that's going to go away in the next year when countless more people die? It's not going to go away. I just feel like there's a plan, like. They knew they this was got, going to go poorly and they have to have like an exit strategy. And I just, I don't, I'm not capable of predicting what it is, how they're going to get themselves out of this one. But I think there has to be something where, I don't know. I feel like there was some do. sort of incentives involved and I don't know. I don't, it's very, I'm, I would love to be a fly on a wall of someone that went along with this, that had enough power or like was large enough to actually 
because there were a lot you know morrissey stood up against it like uh what's the stone roses guy ian um, brown yeah there were like a, a handful of people that were selling out venues that didn't do it so yeah i just wonder what the difference was between <laughs> i don't know maybe one day That's we'll weird. find out oh well, i think we're gonna find out we, <laughs> yeah I don't know. I just get so worried there's going to be something weirder that happens that like distracts us all from this, like the like the dollar collapse. Well, there, like there probably will. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think there's anything weird enough to distract us from this unless it's like a full on nuclear devastation, which might happen, something like that. But like it would have to be total devastation for people to take their eye off this ball completely. This this is unprecedented what's happened here. This is not like, I can't even think of anything to compare it to because nothing is comparable. No, it's like 9-11 happened to everybody locally at the same time. That's exactly. like what it's like. It, it, exactly. 9-11 is a good example. Uh, and people sometimes bring that up. Like, oh yeah. I mean, most people don't think the story of 9-11 that we've been told is legit at this point. But people don't do anything about it. Like, you know, Building 7 just fell. Okay. Right. You know, how does that happen? I mean, like, dude, like, like, people know that, you know, but, you know, but it somehow with that one, it, it, it didn't happen to everybody in the world. And only a couple musicians got hurt by it. You know, the Dixie Chicks were like the only victims of cancellation for that one. Mm. And or maybe there were a couple more. I can't recall really. But y you got canceled for a very different reason after 9/11. Now because there's just a bunch of 9/11s going on all the time everywhere. Now a mm. bunch of people are getting canceled. You're not even cool if you haven't been canceled at this point. I That's mean, I feel, like, come on, who would, <laughs> like, yeah. if you've gone through this whole time in history and you haven't got canceled, that's going to be such a source of shame in the future. Like, daddy, tell me how you got canceled. Sorry, babe, I didn't. I, I kept my mouth shut. <laughs> really, dad? Why are you so sad? <laughs> I don't know, dad. I, I just thought you were somebody who was, uh, I don't know. Never mind. That's what it's going to be like, man. I'm telling you. It's like. Well, it already is like that. It's already like that now. Yeah. Like, who would you want to be accepted by now? People who see, who speak, who are speaking truth to this and have been the warriors of this or the bot p patrol on Twitter that, you know, I mean, all you got to do is look at the accounts of who says what. It's like. Who would you want to align yourself with? <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, even if I agree with everything you say, but even if I didn't, I feel like I would still be drawn to a person who had like convictions and values. Like it just doesn't, I can't really. Exactly. Like, we were talking about this the other day, like someone like, I think exactly. it was like some climate change activist and they like lit themselves on fire. And Andrew was like, anyone who lights themselves on fire is based because they they care like just anyone that cares enough about anything even if they're wrong it's you love to see it 
it's incredibly radical to light yourself on fire. So that's dumb, though, man. Especially <laughs> for, for for falling for a propaganda campaign with the very same people that brought you this other propaganda campaign that is coming unglued at a rapid rate. You know, it's terrorizing like, the youth. But so. I know what you mean, though. Yeah, yeah. Me, it's like I'm gonna give that one a pass because they took you, it yeah. to the extreme that I think you would have to. If you really thought the world was ending in six years or whatever it is now. Uh, so, you know, to me, it's like, you know, it's kind of like taking a vow of silence. It's the same idea there. And I don't necessarily agree with that either. I think that we all kind of took one with the masks and everything. But, you know, it's still a really intense thing to do. So. Yeah. Well. Rest in peace. Did he die or no? Did, no, oh. no. I don't think. But someone, <laughs> let, someone put out the fire, right? I, think, I actually don't know. <laughs> R.I.P. Dude, who caught yourself on fire? Um, we just, you know, honestly, That's it's a rest in power, actually, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just gotta be passionate about uh. passionate and follow your dreams, which I think the real takeaway here is like. Like what you were saying earlier, I guess we could just talk about evil stuff for like forever. But I think at the end of the day, if like pe more people are focusing on like solutions and just like, let's mm -hmm. build it ourselves, let's do it. Let's build it back better, except yeah, for real, not like better. as a... <laughs> yeah, no, all of this stuff has been good. It's been good for me. I mean, in terms of that, just becoming that real fiercely independent yeah spirit in behind all this kind of stuff that we're doing and building you know and it's only been three months that's amazing because we're making real progress and i i think like the way i see all this stuff is you know do a lot just go 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 do more than you think you need to and don't pay attention to results until like a year later if you can six months maybe if you really need to peak because after six months you're definitely going to have made some progress but i look at it like i'm just going i know what i want to do we're going to do it for a year straight and then we're going to see where we're at and i bet it's someplace better than where we began by a significant degree yep you know so that's it and it feels good i feel very sure of it and positive so all right i got to go to the bathroom you guys i've been drinking this iced tea and coffee and all the drinks all, the time. all right well this is good talk everybody yeah that went somewhere at first we were just drifting around for a little bit which was good too but then yeah we, we, get, we went into some intense stuff i hope i didn't terrorize everyone with talking about Gumroad, but no that was good cool all right well all right bye, guys everybody. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks for your support. Really appreciate it. And more coming for real.